Hey everybody and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lilith. And today we're going to be talking about School Live. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Best to just jump straight into this. We are going to jump straight into this. No breaks. No breaks on this train. Uh, so, School Live came out in 2015. Summer 2015. So, uh, I guess the one... Re I don't want to say it was overlooked. Because, I mean, it, it, it was decently popular when it came out, I believe. I was not watching anime back then, so I wouldn't know. But, you know, it seems, it seems decently popular. People still like... Like I, I will see occasionally people mention it offhand. I've seen I've seen memes of it every now and then. It came out in a very stacked year, twenty fifteen, in a very stacked season, summer twenty fifteen. Oh jeez, yeah. It came out alongside Charlotte, Overlord, Gate, Shimonetta, Dragon Ball Super started airing, Umaru-chan started airing, Daily Lives of Monster Girl started airing, Dorara season two I think started airing so much stuff yeah that's that's a lot of that's a lot of competition for uh a cute girls doing cute things series non viori season two oh. uh prisma ilia season two part two simple gear gx ah! <laughs> yep <laughs> like literally the season prior like food war started airing so that's still airing oh geez. don machi started airing Unlimited Blade Works second season started airing. Again, it came out in a very... If it came out in a good year. It came out in a very packed year. Very good packed year, yes. Studio Lurch made this. As as you all know, Studio Lurch also made Kino's Journey. Also made uh, Assassination Classroom. It's Studio Lurch. They've done good things. I don't need to. T I don't need to tell you about Studio Lurch, I don't think. I mean, maybe, because I always forget who they are. Yeah, same, but, I mean, that's just because they have a weird name. That's true. Anyway. School Live. Uh, summer 2015, Studio Lurch. From one of the sick and twisted minds over at Nitro Plus. I uh, heard the guy who made it is actually a protege of... What's his name? The Euro Butcher? Yeah. I forgot his Gen people name. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So, uh, I'm... Uh, you should should have known going into this. I will say I will say now, 100% spoilers for School Live from here on out. And I'm... You, you cannot watch School Live for the first time more than once. A bit redundant, but... Well and truly, the, the first episode's a spoiler. So, no spoilers. There's there's going to be spoilers for maybe a couple other things in here, too. But I'm not going to mention those yet. So, uh, just know that this episode will be spoiler-heavy. Alright. So, School Live is a happy-go-lucky slice of life about, you know, your standard moe, cute girls doing cute things. In this case doing literally just school stuff they they live in their school because they started a club because they love their school just so much so very very much and i don't need to tell you that that is all a fucking lie 
because the main character, Yuki, is she's she she lost it literally she lost it she the whole world's zombies zombie apocalypse everyone's dead she just snapped under the strain of one too many loved ones getting torn to pieces and eaten so she's just sort of running through the day as her normal quirky self imagining if as everything wasn't zombies and everyone else is just sort of like yeah let's uh let's see where she's going with this <laughs> Yuki amuses the others. There's three other people there. There is Karumi, who beats the shit out of zombies with a shovel. There's Miki, who reads Steven. I, I, I'm not going to bother explaining to you these characters or anything about that. J go watch School Live. She, she, like, <laughs> they, 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 they let her, well, I don't say they let her stay around. I mean, they're not going to literally toss her out the window. <laughs> they let her keep her around because she amuses them. You know, they're not meant they're not mental health professionals. <laughs> they have they have no idea how to treat someone who's clearly gone off the deep end. Like she's not particularly a danger to herself or others. And she reminds them that, you know, life could be worse. Spoiler alert, the teacher, Megumi, she's dead the whole time. I'd say I, her grave is literally shown not only in the opening. But is also, you literally walk past it in the first episode. Again, the first episode's loaded with spoilers. Although technically that spoiler doesn't happen until uh, episode 6. The whole point of School Live was just kind of a... Let's lure them in with standard Moe slice of life shenanigans. And then reveal that everything was zombies. And then continue with the Moe slice of life shenanigans. <laughs> I think I should mention that I found this series because I'd recently watched Girls Last Tour. I was looking through the recommendations from that. And they're like, oh, if you liked Girls Last Tour, you should watch this. And I went into it assuming it would be like, we're going to use the power of Moe to cover up and deal with issues like existential dread and nihilism and it kind of did that but it was mostly just moe slice of life adventures set in a zombie apocalypse for the first like eight episodes until they pulled the double wool out from over your eyes and revealed that they were lulling you into a false sense of security twice because the, 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 the teacher comes back as a zombie. I mean, she was already back as a zombie. Bites the dog. Yes, the adorable dog. They have a dog. Dog's a little shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> they, keep, they keep a hyperactive puppy with them in the zombie apocalypse. And they keep a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But so, teacher comes back as a zombie, bites the dog. Dog comes back as a zombie, bites Karumi. Karumi's sitting there dying of zombie day, of like zombie disease. Other girl, uh, Yuri, is sitting there, standing over a knife, about to plunge it into her head. Uh, Miki runs off to go and find the cure because there, there, there's a, I would say there's a meta plot about like how the school they were in was part of some vast like conspiracy for zombies or something 
but they very barely touch on that. That's all like part of the manga's myth arc and whatever. Uh, so she goes to find the the cure. They have the cure on hand at the school. They were researching it in the secret sub lab in the basement. So she goes to get it, but then she gets surrounded by zombies, and so she's about to be killed and torn to pieces. <laughs> and then uh, Yuki runs off in her insanity, and she gets cornered by zombies and about to be torn to pieces. So everyone's about to fucking die. And I realize, oh my god, it's episode 10. It's episode 11. These characters could actually die. Spoiler alert. No spoilers. No spoiler alert. No, we, we go on without spoiler alerts. Uh, they don't, actually. Uh, Yuki has a sort of breakthrough. Uh, comes to terms with her horrific psychological trauma. Kind of. And uses the school's PA system to lure the zombies away. And by that, I mean she literally tells them to go home. These are the sort of Romero slight driving purpose remaining in their brain kind of zombies. So she just says, time to go home, students, and all, those, all the student zombies fuck off home. And this is where, this is where, it hit, this is where the show was like pretty like, okay. I felt like it was a cop out, but I'm like, all right, you know what? They've, they've fought and bled and like almost died for this ending, so it's not that much of a cop-out. So, like, they, they go, and this is, where the, this is where it goes from good to great, in that, like, yeah, all the zombies are gone, like, Meek, Yuki's feeling... Yuki's not, you know, hallucinating people being alive anymore. Yeah. Uh, Karubi's not gonna die. They even bring the dog back. They saved the dog. Dog got bit, they injected the dog, dog's better now. And so Miki's just like, oh yes, the dog's better. They just give him some water, the dog just curls up. It's like, oh yeah, it's all happy and exciting. The dog just looks up at Miki with his little puppy eyes and then fucking dies. <laughs> he just fucking dies in her arms. And I'm laughing because I was misting up and almost crying earlier because I had to watch that for the second time. It's like, the, it's like, the, it's, I, I've never watched Old Yeller, but I'm going to just say it's like the, it's like the scene where the dog dies in Old Yeller. I'd say spoilers for Old Yeller, but if you don't know that happens, then you didn't grow up in America. You've also never watched a dog movie. <laughs> You've also never watched a dog movie. The dog always dies. <laughs> Death by Newberry Metal. <laughs> so then the dog dies. And then Miki had an extended flashback sequence showing how she got to the school, which was she was in a mall with her girlfriend. Then they got trapped by zombies, so they just started pissing about in the in the mall for a bit. And then her girlfriend's like, all right, I can't take this anymore. We're just, like, wasting away in here. I'm going to go for help. So she runs off to get help. And then, like, the very next day, Miki gets rescued by the other main characters. <laughs> And then they pack up the car, it's all happy, they're like, oh, like, no, the dog died, but it's time for us to move on emotionally from the school, and also because the school lit on fire and half burned down, so we need to go find somewhere new to live. They pack up the car, they're driving away, literally like the last 15 seconds before the credits roll. 
They're driving away. Miki looks out the window, sees her the zombified corpse of her girlfriend shuffling along, and then just sort of looks away and someone's like, uh, did you see something? Did you say did you see something out there? And Miki's just like, Nah, I didn't see anything important. And then they just drive off. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like fifteen seconds before the credits roll. Sad to say that because it defied storytelling conventions. You don't, you know, drop a bus on a character 15 seconds before the end of the series. You don't kill the dog off during, not the climax, but during, like, the denouement. Like, everything's wrapped up in a tight little bow and is happy, and then the dog dies. You don't do that. Not not in a conventional story. <sighs> Which is... Probably why it hit me. It actually managed to hit me because I was not expecting it to happen. I, I I literally came up with this like earlier today when I was finishing up the script, and I thought about Clanad and how with Clanad you kind of see a lot of the twists coming. Clanad is conventional storytelling, but it's done so well that it still has you know emotional weight and impact, and also conventional storytelling is conventional for a reason. And then there's School Live, which is like, yeah, let's just toss it out the window. <laughs> which, it's good. It works. But I I honestly thought the second time around, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you, you, you can only watch it for the first time once. Because, I mean, at that point, you know what's going to happen. But it does, with the second watch, it does confirm that they do sufficiently develop the characters and everybody to where you you are invested you do care emotionally about these characters so school live still good from a from a from a like a artistic standpoint still good uh the anime only adapts the first like arc of the manga like the first 30 chapters for better or for worse it ditches pretty much, like I said, how there's like a meta plot with like the manga about like the some like corporate conspiracy with the zombies or whatever. They literally ditch all that in the anime completely, other than like the secret sub lab. Uh, and the ending just kind of ends with them, you know, driving off to bigger and better places, hopefully, you know, maybe find other survivors, maybe find a better place to live. The manga proceeds to go even darker, which I feel does not serve it as well. The anime is a perfect self-contained story, and the manga continues onward. And a lot of the things most effective about the anime, like the dog, the dog's not in the manga, aside from like a throwaway flashback, I believe. Like, so that entire subplot with the dog and everything, that's entirely original to the anime. So, I do want to read the manga at some point, but I feel that the character's arc in the first arc of the manga is so well-contained. They did too good of a job with the manga, and then adapting it into the anime, that you don't want more. Because it's so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. There, There's always those stories where you don't really want 
it to just drag on and get into some nonsense nonsense. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any... Probably a lot of shonens. A lot of shonens tend to do that. I I believe so. I You, you know me and my shonens, or my lack thereof. Very true. And I'm not opposed to incredibly long, drawn-out stories. I watched Stargate, which 15 seasons and three movies later still has a lot of story to tell. But this is not about Stargate. This is not about Clan Ad. We could make entire episodes about those two. Just saying. Stargate and Clan Ad? Oh, definitely. I mean, you uh, could yeah. talk for like two hours about Cl- about Stargate. In fact, you have. I'm pretty sure I have. And Clan Ed is Clan Ed. Clan Ed. We sh- we we're going to talk about Clan Ed at some point. Yeah, Clan Ed at some point. Toradora at some point. I already have like a partial script for us doing Toradora together written. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. But this isn't this isn't a review of Toradora right. either. Right. Right. This is school live. So, the, the creatively with the opening, the first opening is there. It's all the same song. It's just some like the lyrics are just some reassuring path about friendship and happiness, which is topical for the series. But the visuals of the opening change slightly. Not with every episode, but people have put them up by side by side, and just little bits change here and there. And slowly gets darker and darker, like literally telling you basically like, all right, shit's about to get serious. But an uh, incredibly well-made anime. One of the biggest themes in the anime, and I guess also the manga as well, is you know the whole idea of living rather than just surviving. I mean, it's called school live. They created the fake school living club so they could pretend like they're still students and still going to school and still having a happy, normal life. They're high school seniors. Like, they're not children, but... I mean, Moe designs, you can never know. They they are... They're, well, actually, Miki is... Uh, I mean, she's a second year. I for, Japanese school, only three years. But Miki's one year younger than them. But the rest of them are high school seniors. That is that is outright confirmed. Uh, they are drawn in a very moe art style, though. Like, the zombies are drawn relatively realistically-ish. The, they aren't. Like, the cast isn't. It's, it's all part of the whole disconnect between the moe shenanigans. In that, literally, they, in episode 9, they were having a squirt gun battle on the roof of the school having fun and laughing and playing and then the dog got bit and then just everything turned into a shit cascade from there but again uh the whole like theme is you know living rather than just surviving you know they one of the reasons why they're so supportive of yuki is because she reminds them what it's like to live instead of just survive. Uh, Miki, like I said, her girlfriend went stir-crazy because they were holed up in a mall. She Literally, her whole thing was like, you know, we're just, we're just surviving in here. 
Like, there's no, there's no one else. There's nothing. We have this stupid dog with us. So, you know, she, she, she basically, she doesn't, like, lose it, lose it in the Yuki sense, but she decides that she can't stay cooped up anymore and leaves to go get help indirectly leading to her death. Well, I guess directly leading to her death. I'm pretty sure she barely made it a day. But, you know, at the very end, uh, Miki reveals that she wrote a message to Kay, her, her girlfriend, on the chalkboard of the school they left behind, saying how, she's like, I didn't just survive, I lived. And I feel like that's a pretty common-ish trope in zombie media and what i was thinking about this review i got to thinking about other zombie films and so and that got i i, I kind of wanted to do an entire episode on zombie media in general i realized that's way too big for one episode and i don't entirely feel like splitting up into multiple episodes so I might just occasionally tie it in with an anime at some point. If, you know, other zombie animes. I. How many other zombie animes are there? There's quite a few, but most of them are just, you know, your standard issue. Either action series or, like, grim, depressing. Like, there's the meme one. Which one? The one about the high school students. Not not this one. <laughs> oh, High School of the Dead? That's what that is? Yeah, that one. The, yes. the meme one. Yes, the one with, I believe, a uh, boob sniper rifle. Yes. Yes. That's literally the only thing I know about it. I know. That, and I'm pretty sure they drive a bus into zombies at one point. It's a very silly series from what I've heard. Yeah, the, like I said, the meme one. But, I mean, for School Live, it's the story about a bunch of randos and a dog. So let's talk about another story about a bunch of randos and a dog. Could have done a better segue, but I don't care. I mean, my when you say that, my first guess is the littlest hobo. But I know that doesn't have anything to do with zombies. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. No, I'm talking about Dawn of the Dead. Ah. Specifically 2004's Dawn of the Dead. The one by uh, Zack Snyder and James Gunn. I, I, I was literally thinking about uh, the whole living is more than just surviving aspect of school live, and it immediately led me to think about Dawn of the Dead. Uh, pretty decent movie, actually, for both being a Romero remake and being directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> and that's that's not entirely a dig on Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is not Zack Snyder is not an awful director, but anyone who says like, "Oh, you know, Christopher Nolan, his Batman's not dark as he went to prison. It would be dark if Batman got raped in prison." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> he apparently is actually good friends with with Christopher Nolan in real life. I mean, I say in real life. I don't think Zack Snyder plays himself in any movies. Uh, I'm sure he does in at least one movie. But, 2004, Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead. A movie that basically runs, again, off of the whole living is more than just surviving aspect. Because, Dawn of the Dead, 
one of the best actual move one of the, actually the best intros to a zombie movie ever not like the opening sequence with like the the woman stepping out in uh from her house after escaping her zombified husband and just seeing things exploding while driving through downtown to safety trying to no i mean the one where it's like the fake news report where it's just the dude saying like being asked questions like are they alive or dead we don't know. Is it is it airborne? We don't know. Is it a military threat or a, or like a like a civilian issue? Both. <laughs> what do we do? We don't know. <laughs> and then just uh, Johnny Cash starts playing. Uh, the man comes around <laughs> about the end of days. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I'm going to cut a long movie short. Dawn of the Dead is a remake of the classic Romero film. In which a bunch of randos get more or less trapped in a shopping mall by zombies during the zombie apocalypse. And I've not fully, I've not watched the entire original film. So this is a, all for all you diehard Romero fans out there. And I know you do exist. Uh, this will not be comparing 2004 to 1968. Right? This is just about the 2004 film. Uh, so they're they're in the mall, and it's a you know colorful cast of interesting characters, and there is a dog. That wasn't just a cheap segue. They it's literally a bunch of random people in a shopping mall, and one of them brought their dog. It's even a small yippy dog like uh, like Dormammu in School Live. But they it's it's literally like what eight guys in a shopping mall, and. You know, they're, they're living in this shopping mall. They're like, yeah, like, we have food and water for days. We closed all the all the doors and windows and whatever. Zombies can't get in here. They're zombies. They're dumb. They don't know how doors work. And then they're just kind of like, well, well, now what? <laughs> We're eight people in a shopping mall. And there's a guy across the street in a gun store who they, like, communicate with. But... They, again, they go stir-crazy at just the idea of sitting in a shopping mall till the end of days, surrounded by zombies, never able to leave or live life. So they hatch a crazy escape plan involving armoring up buses and propane bombs and a chainsaw. And if school live is like the whole, is the happy living is more than just surviving story... School live. A happy story. <laughs> Probably the first person to ever say that. <laughs> then Dawn of the Dead is the dark living is more than just surviving story. Because they load up in their buses. Uh, do they try and rescue in the gun store? Dead. Dog? Dead. Lady who owned the dog? Dead. Literally, like, I think there's like 12 cats. I, I said 8 people. There is... Uh, quite a few people in this shopping mall. I, I say quite a few. It's not a huge cast. Also, I believe I said Dawn of the Dead came out in 1968. It came out in 1978. There are 17 people in Dawn of the Dead. 16 of them in the shopping mall. So there's 16 people. Uh, disregarding other casualties and whatever. They get whittled down to three people. In their epic quest to find a boat and escape out into Lake Michigan and find an island where they can live free, free of fear of the zombies, 
you know, free of, free of, uh, I guess, just free in general. But, again, they, almost everyone dies, and dies horribly, all for this pipe dream of not even living a better life, but living a more comfortable life. Because they have all the food and water they could ever want in the shopping mall. But, in the end, three people, maybe four, it's been a while since I saw the film, uh, they make it to the marina, and they escape on the boat! Yes! They're happy! And then, like, the credits roll, and they're happy! Yay! Then there's the after-credits sequence, in which it shows them burning out the engine on the boat, because, fun fact, random people can't sail sailboats. <laughs> so they burn out the engine on the boat, they end up drifting. Uh, they almost run out of food and starve death. They find an island! Yes! They get on the island! They get off the boat! And then they're swarmed by zombies. Because they're not the only people who had this idea. That's the end of the film. Everyone dies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is very much the antithesis of School Live. In that with School Live, you know, it's always striving to live just slightly better, to enjoy life just that little bit more, is a good thing. It's a positive thing. It keeps characters sane, most of them. <laughs> it gives them goals, and ultimately it may or may not have saved them in the end by, enable, by you know, keeping Yuki semi-stable enough to eventually find a way to deal with the zombies. Whereas in Dawn of the Dead, it's just like, oh, you, you wanted to enjoy life? Die. Get fucked. So yes, thank you Dawn of the Dead, thank you Zack Snyder, it's actually a decent film. <laughs> thank you Zack Snyder for making School Live a happier story in retrospect. Jesus. That's really all I can say right now. But I, I kind of want to say something about the philosophical dichotomy of these two works. And how, like you said, in School Live... The desire to live and not just survive helped and saved the protagonist, whereas in Dawn of the Dead, it ended up getting everyone killed. It It is an interesting thing, because ordinarily, zombie films and apocalyptic films in general tend to be either ridiculously pessimistic or incredibly naively idealistic in that it's always either everything is shit, you will all die, ha 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 ha, enjoy us, dress in black, <laughs> you know, <laughs> join us, dress in black, go, go be the nihilists from the Big Lebowski with us. <laughs> or it's like, you know, if we just use the power of hope and friendship, we can totally solve, you know, the existential and oncoming collapse of human civilization as we know it. And School Live definitely falls on the... Uh, I'd say it's almost simultaneously... A, I'd say it's almost a deconstruction and then reconstruction of the whole idealistic look at zombies, because eventually, you know, 
the power of friendship doesn't save one of them from getting bit and the school catching on fire and just being overrun by zombies. But in the end, you know, keeping hopeful literally kept them alive long enough to find a way out of it. And they, and it ends with them, the credit sequence is them, and the credits play with them driving off, just talking about the future and where they're going to go now, because, yeah, the world is zombies. Yeah, every, you know, most of the people you know and love died, but, eh, there's, there's, there's room for a little bit more uh, enjoyment in the world. You can't just be grim and gritty all the time. Yes. You can't just hate everything. You can't just be a terrible person to everyone. Looking at you, Walking Dead. <laughs> looking, at, looking at The Walking Dead. I I stopped watching The Walking Dead. I don't remember when, but... I'll admit, I only really know Walking Dead by reputation. I never actually sat down and watched it. I, I, I watched, I think, the first two and a half seasons. I think that's the good parts. From what I've heard. It's the good parts plus a lot of the parts that really should have let people know that it was not going to stay good. Yeah. Which is kind of what made me stop and like, man, this is not going to get better anytime soon, is it? Yeah. I suppose that's uh that's that's a thing. Is that like for zombie media you can't really you you can't really do a long term thing in the society collapse type zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I I I believe ish that you're right. Uh, this this is veering dangerously into a discussion that would add another half hour or more. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I w- was not fully prepared for, but I'm just gonna say that reminds me kind of of uh, twenty eight. The 28 Days Later franchise, which is not technically zombies, but it's also technically zombies. Okay. Because 28 Days Later, it takes place literally 28 days after the apocalypse, and things are, you know, all desperate and survival-y. But then 28 Weeks Later takes place, you know, again, 28 Weeks Later, and things are actually looking up. Like, people are literally rebuilding. They've rebuilt. Because, you know... A zombie apocalypse can only go on for so long. But, uh, yeah, zombie... I guess, actually, that ties back into School Live being so good as an anime with only 12 episodes in that... I don't want there to be more. (laughs) I never asked for there to be more. And... I mean, the manga went on, but there's been no more of the series for like six years and i don't think they will because they pretty thoroughly gave it a conclusive ending i mean for a conclusive ending the way you describe it it's pretty open-ended it is it's open-ended but all the characters have completed their arcs gotcha and so it would be very cheap to make more at that point that is very true you know that actually i think that's part of it why you can't do a zombie thing long term or just why some things that go long term have trouble because you know you wrap up a character's arc and then they just kind of sit around 
yes for a while long form media in general has that problem i mean you can absolutely do it well yes you can absolutely do it well uh yeah you know what i'll, I'll use stargate as an example again stargate is an example <laughs> uh the show uh handed off I mean, it kept bringing and rotating, like, original characters back in. I mean, original as in original to the series, not like someone's OC. Although there's, there's that one character that I really didn't like who felt like someone's OC. <laughs> 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 not that discussion. Uh, they they rotated new blood in and kept it fresh. Fresh enough. Uh, I'm trying to think of an anime that did that. Um... Well, you don't watch a lot of uh, long-form anime series, so... No, I don't, because I hate generally things in long form. <laughs> uh, I don't hate them. I think it also, a slight detriment to that is that there's not a lot of long-form anime that isn't shonen. Yeah, that's probably another problem. One of the things that I like about anime... That I will say positive. <laughs> I, I make it sound like I hate anime secretly. <laughs> I don't. I love anime. But one of the things I actually think. One of the reasons that keeps me coming back to anime. That I don't really get a lot of other places. Is the fact that it is so much shorter and more contained. Like. Toradora. Admittedly Toradora was a massive book series. But Toradora. 25 episodes. And yeah. they. They pretty solidly wrap that up. Oh, definitely. Uh, trying to think of another series that completely wrapped itself up. Um, Iron Blood Orphans, two seasons. Wrapped everything up pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that was 50 episodes. So, yeah, full but course. Twenty. But... They're 25-minute episodes, so that's the equivalent of one season of American long-form television content, unless it's like a sitcom. Okay, fair. Fair. Future Diary, one season, wrapped everything up perfectly. And just a reminder to anyone who's listening, a core is a 12 to 13 episodes thing, and then a season is uh, 24 to 26 episodes? At least more or less how we're, how we're using it. We, we play fast and loose, everyone plays fast and loose with it. Yeah. Kill the Kill, 24 episodes, wrapped everything up perfectly. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. I'm not going to keep naming shows because we'd be here for yeah. Another, there, like, there's 10 been a minutes. lot of anime who've wrapped everything up in two cores. There is there is anime that has wrapped it that has completed its entire story in one or two cores or three or four, but whatever. As the story gets wrapped up, it ends. There's closure. You move on to a new series. Yes, that's what I like about anime. As much as I will sit here and moan about there not being a season three of Spice and Wolf, the the strength of anime is is the fact that it is the the flame that burns twice as bright. But you still really want a Spice and Wolf season three? Oh, I would do unspeakable things for Spice and Wolf season three. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Until next time. Uh, check out our Discord. Until next time, I have been Eli. And I've been Lilith. And this has been Anime Stroganoff.